What's going on? It's me, Josh Heller. And Logan Chapel here with J.R. Heller. We got Jay joining us today. Yep, he's on the phone making some deals right now, but he'll be in in a second. And uh, today we're going to talk about seller finance deals. Yeah, dude. Excited. Um, I think we've touched on this before a little bit. We've touched on it. I don't think we've done a full video on it. Yeah, yeah. talked about it. One of the strategies we use in our business every day, and you know, something that a lot of investors use on a regular basis, beautiful, beautiful strategy. Probably the most beautiful strategy in real estate that you can possibly get is a seller finance deal for a multitude of reasons. And I, I don't think there's anyone who does this better than Pace Morby. Yeah, he's been on the sub two deals. Yeah, sub two, um, which is basically seller finance, right? It's the same deal. Um, kind of. Right. So, sorry to the mortgage. Correct. And it's, yeah, you're just taking over somebody's mortgage payments, basically, or seller finance, because technically there's a mortgage on it, but the seller is really the one who's kind of flipping the deal to you. So, it's kind of the same thing. There's also a lease option, which is kind of like a seller finance as well. Um, so, why don't we get into it? Yeah. Um, I mean, Basically, the whole structure behind it is the, the seller's playing the bank, right? So instead of you having to go and verify your income, your taxes, your credit, all that good stuff, you go directly to the seller. Seller wants to sell property. You as the buyer come in, hey, I'll give you X amount down on the property. This is the purchase price. And then we structure terms that work for both of us. Yeah. Sometimes you can get into the property with no money down. Sometimes you're putting, you know, 5, 10, 20% down. It all depends on, you know, making the deal work for both parties. And again, in all sales, it needs to be mutually beneficial. So when I go and I educate any of my realtors and any other investors on this, I'm telling them, you know, the the idea behind this is just finding a deal that's going to be mutually beneficial for all parties. Yep. Um, you know, so if if they're saying, hey, I don't care if I make any money, I just went out of the deal, you can cover their mortgage or ideally it's free and clear and you can just make your payments month, month to month. We got Jake joining us. How we doing? Jake. We are talking about seller finance deals. Fun fart. Have you ever done any seller finance deals, Jake? Uh, I have coordinated a couple, but I've never done any myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know you've done a few. You've actually gotten some really good ones, too. Yeah. I've done a few seller finance deals, and I love them. And I've also missed a few that I wish I would have got that fell apart because <laughs> of one reason or another. But, um, yeah, I did a seller finance deal um, where I actually... so. It actually was a listing of mine that we were trying to sell and couldn't get the number that the dude wanted for it. And he had some, um, somebody in his family had medical issues and he was trying to leave real quick and get to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I approached him after it had sat for like five or six months and we weren't getting any bites on it. And I was like, you know what? Um, I know you're in a tough position. I think that there's a play here where I could potentially buy the property from you and make the monthly payments that the mortgage is on now take take it over manage it and basically you sell it to me subject to your current mortgage in place right and i'll make i'll i'll make payments on it and what i'm going to do is i straight up told him i said what i'm going to do is find somebody who will buy it from me on a lease option where i rent it to the guy you know, he saves up a little bit, gets credit score up or whatever, and then it's able to buy it, right? Yeah, sure. And then we'll cash, you know, it'll cash out. And so I was actually able to structure that deal so that um, 
I paid the monthly on his, it was a PNC loan. Okay. I paid the monthly on it and that's it. Oh, uh, that's... yeah. No money out of pocket, put nothing down on it. And then, um, I was able to find somebody who was willing to, um, deed me their property that they had now on, um, for a deposit on the lease option. Yeah. So I literally got a property out of it on the lease option. I got into a house for no money town. <laughs> I sold that property, got like 15K out of that as a deposit, and then structured it so that the lease payments um, were about $250 more than what the mortgage payment was. So I was passively making 250 Yeah. And then there's a balloon at the end that, you know, you got to pay off. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So. If you can find deals and if you can structure deals like this, it is beautiful because it is going to be your strategy that requires the least amount of money out of pocket. You're going to leverage so much more. And then there's so many different ways of making a big chunk of money right away by finding that person who's going to put a deposit down to buy it from you, mm -hmm. just to lease option it from you. Um, and then also passively every month, the the income. The other nice structure of it is if you're doing it on a lease option front where you're going to seller finance a deal and find somebody to lease option from you, they aren't tenants. They have to take care of the property. They're responsible for all the gotcha, repairs because yeah. they're actually in a sales agreement with you. Basically. Gotcha. So it, it has a lot of advantage, yeah, yeah, not only for sure. monetary, but for maintenance uh, aspects. On well, both sides too, right? Like, so on what we use on our sales side of things, when we approach sellers that are looking to get out of the property, we can offer more money on a terms deal or a creative finance or a seller finance, whatever you want to call it. Correct. We can offer more money because we have an elongated period of time to get that amount to them yep. versus a one-time cash out, you know, yep. whether we list the property or whether we're buying it directly from them. It could be a very beneficial strategy for sellers that don't necessarily need all of the cash right away yep. because they can actually get some passive income from it too. Sure. They can get you know a, a chunk down and they can make money right so uh, and not everyone likes getting a hundred i mean yes that sounds bad but yes everyone yes. loves getting 150 grand but some people you know spend it as a tax advantage and there's tax advantages right. spend it as they come in yeah. you know i know if i'm sitting with a huge chunk of money it's like oh well i like this and i want to go buy this it's also really it's a good way to kind of spread it out and yeah almost it's almost like up for it's sad. Yeah, it's almost like making the seller an investor. Yeah, because they can earn some passive cash flow from their property yep. as well, um, and you're just basically leveraging the middle. There's, and they're making and they're making interest on that money. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oftentimes they are investors too. A lot of right. people are open to those. Yes, are investors. Are investors. There are investors. They want out of the business, and they're like, take it over for me, and just pay me a monthly. And you know, they're they're happy with yeah. it. There's a property in Lidditz right now that I'm going to see Friday. That is 1.1, 1 .1, 1 something like that. Yeah. And it's a beautiful property. Is it the one with the double decks and the yeah. pool in the back? Yeah. It's been on the market for like eight months. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm wanted to go see seller. I'll <laughs> go. Um, it's a sell seller finance deal. It's a seller finance deal. He's willing to take a hundred grand down. Um, he wanted a three year uh, balloon, but he'll, he'll do a five year balloon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a prime mortgage rate on a 30, 30 year. So there's a play here. And unfortunately, from what I've come to understand is Lidditz is not too Airbnb friendly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a play here to possibly try and get zoning uh, for it. 
by going to the council and getting it approved. And there's also a potential play in um, finding a ball and drug dealer who has a bunch of cash that needs to get rid of that that wants to wants to uh rent to own something like that right yeah so at least option again the problem is it's like realistically it's probably about 300 grand over price oh 300 over price one and so here's here's the kicker to that right you got to find the person and they are out there believe it or not i actually had one um when i was first starting real estate i had a listing in bank creek okay and um it was like 1.6 and um it was overpriced but it it had to be because uh they were actually upside down on the mortgage and they weren't making payments yeah. they didn't tell me any of this yeah. and i was a newer agent so i couldn't like i didn't know how to look it up and early judgments and shit yeah yeah and um i had a listing for like five months and i i had a few interested parties that like went through it and they had proof funds and they were close and i remember i went down to but North Carolina, um, OBX, and um, I get a call from, I don't even know who the agent was, an agent from Coldwell. It might have been James Fisher. No, it couldn't have been. It could have been. I have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up. I got a call from an agent that said, um, hey, I, I don't know if you know, but that property you had at listing just sold at tax sale. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Had man. no idea that it was coming up for tax sale. They never told me they were in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't tell me anything. Wow. They pretended like they had a ton mm-hmm. of money and the reason they were moving. Let, let me guess. You didn't get any commission on that one. No, so he told me, he was like, if you have any interested buyers that want it, I would be interested in selling it. He got it for like 600 grand. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I, I would, ha- I would be interested, and I'll give you six percent commission if you bring me a buyer. You know, blah blah. blah. And unfortunately, I couldn't put anything together. Yeah. But um, he he ended up renting that out to somebody um for an astronomical monthly rent over in a month. You know, oh, even more. It was yeah. probably fifteen grand a month. And they bought it for like one point five on like a lease option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's there's people out there that have a ton of cash, but they don't want to tell the IRS because they don't want to pay taxes. And yeah. so then they want to live balling and they want to buy a house, but they don't qualify for a house because they, their income's not there. Yeah, so, yeah. Or the, but their assets are. But their assets are. They have yeah. cash, and so actually there is a tremendous amount of people that are in that position. And so you can leverage that in a property like a, you know, the one in Lidditz. Yeah, yeah. Basically take over the property, right? You got to put 100 grand out. Yeah. It's going to be $8,000 a month on a mortgage. Um, but there's people out there that'll pay you 150 grand down and will pay you $12,000 a month. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, so with an option. Exactly. That. So I might even put together an offer that's contingent on me finding somebody first that'll sell or finance it. Gotcha. And dude's a real estate investor, so he knows exactly what all this is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be transparent and say, hey, I think I could put this together. I can pay you what you want. I'll give you the terms you want, but you got to let me try and do my due diligence first and find somebody that's willing to lease option. And realistically, he has nothing to lose because Correct. he's already sitting on the market. So it, it has to have been up for over a year. It has. Because I remember a year and a half ago, I saw it. I told my wife, I was like, if this thing was like priced properly, yeah. like I would seriously go look at it. But it's just, it's too much. To- well, and from what I understand is the dude is a real estate investor and yeah. he doesn't need the money. No. Just but kidding. is it his house or did he? Yeah. It's his house. If it, if he, yeah. he lived in it. It was his principal and then they moved. And so. Yeah. It's a sweet house. It's a cool house. It's a cool house. It's nice looking too. Yeah, yeah it's it, top of the line. Yeah, it really is. They did some some upgrades to it. I think the stove alone. Yeah, 
fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars though. Hundred percent. It's a nice yeah. property. Yeah. I hope um, it looks everything. But yeah, we'll go look at that on Friday. See if we can make something work there. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, that's you know a perfect example of a seller seller finance deal. Yep, absolutely. And I think you're gonna see more of those, especially in those bigger houses, yeah. house range. Because in my experience, I mean, you're not getting anything over three thousand square feet under eight or nine hundred thousand, yep. and it needs completely redone. Yep. And, um, and also, I mean, with commercial assets or larger uh, residential, yeah. you know, I mean, that that's a big play there too. Because again, these guys are investors; they know the game, and they. Or trying to sell for a reason, they just went out. So yeah, that was yeah. making their getting their monthly payment. They don't really care. Exactly. They just don't want to play landlord. Well, and a lot of times people want the cash out, but they don't necessarily need it all out right away. Right? Yeah. They're doing a business venture or they're doing another project, and it's more about minimizing those monthly costs. I mean, right. you have a big three thousand square foot house. It's like, all right, well, electric's going to be three to five hundred. Out, out. Gas is going to be four to six hundred. Taxes are in a year. Yeah. So I mean, alone, you know cost money to own a house. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, It's kind of like a hidden cost. thing people forget to tell people. It's like, yo, if you're holding houses, yeah, it costs money. There are, there are yeah. costs to it. And 100%. You know, so I feel like a lot of people get misled on a lot of internet content where it's yeah. like, buy a house, it costs you no money, it's, and it's, it's great. It's like, it's not like Monopoly where you get the space and then you don't owe anything yeah, every month. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just when people land on it, you yeah. get paid, but there's no mortgage. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's no right? yeah, the the government's not a real thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that doesn't happen. There's living costs, for sure. The Monopoly man just shows up and takes your house from you and kicks your family out. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, uh, so yeah, um... Have you, Logan, ever structured any seller finance deal? I know we haven't, but I have a listing coming up right now. Okay. And I mean, I shouldn't say I haven't. I've worked with you on a few just trying to, on the wholesale side, yeah. like off-market deals, trying to put it together for other investors. But the other thing that we've actually jumped on ourselves, and if we tried, we've, we've sent out, you know, LOIs to, to folks trying to uh, sell a finance, but yeah. It just, the terms didn't meet. Typically, it was lack of information. They, you know, wouldn't let us know that, hey, we actually have a $1,100 mortgage a month. And yeah, it's like, well, yeah. we were only offering you 700 because we can only rent it for 1100 You know, yeah. like, yeah. I always go back to the one property in Lancaster. Beautiful, beautiful freaking neighborhood. You know, like suburbia, Lancaster outside. And a uh, couple was upside down on their mortgage, like two months. That's it, like two months. And I think their mortgage payment was like $1,200 a month. They had like a three three percent three and a half yeah, three, some, quarter age, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah and um gave him the whole spiel and was like you know i really would like to purchase it but i think you know me going out getting a new loan to buy this i'm gonna have a higher interest rate higher payment would you be willing to have like i'll i'll buy from you with the current mortgage in place right i'll pay the mortgage uh that you owe the back yeah, yeah. twenty four hundred dollars or whatever yeah, it was yes. and uh i'll take it over i'm gonna stick a tenant in it and it'll be mine and uh they were like yeah absolutely that's fine yeah. and they wanted like 250 grand purchase price the property was worth like 380 oh. like there's no way yeah yeah, yeah they just wanted out and so um and they were completely fine with i think i i made it so that their monthly they were going to get like 200 bucks a month pass it i remember yes. yeah, dude. and um it was all done like paperwork was there i think it, actually one of them signed off on it the other one didn't yet I think it was the husband signed off. The wife freaking called the bank. They called the mortgage company and said, hey, this is what we're looking to do. Is this fine? Of course, the mortgage company was like, no, if you do that, we're going to do an alienate or a, uh, a sub clause and make you pay the full amount. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, why'd you call the mortgage company? <laughs> Literally, all we had to do, I was just going to make the payments. payments. It was to keep going. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so the mortgage person on the other phone 
talked her out of it. Yeah. And um, the deal fell apart. They didn't do it. Yeah. And that's sickening. I remember that. It was sickening. And it was, it was like the house. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I have a listing coming up that's going to be, you know, we're allowing seller finance on it. Um, now, unfortunately, the seller uh, bought a bad deal. He knows he won a bad deal and it's going to be a little difficult to end up getting what he's looking for. Yeah. But I mean, he's going to offer basically, you can put little to no money down up front, take over the property fix it, finish the project, finish fixing it up, flip it, collect your earnings, and then give him the yep. payment in that back. That's great. And, you know, it could really work out for the right investor. Um, Absolutely. And I just, I don't know if we're going to be able to get exactly what he's looking for. Maybe, yeah. you know, a little bit off of that, I, it might be worthwhile for somebody. Yeah. Because the work is almost done. I mean, he almost has the property finished. He's just, you know, out of cash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, you know, if you structure stuff like that, it can be a win-win for, for both parties because, you know, some people have different assets than you do, or they have a different expertise than you do. So like somebody like in that position, somebody who's like a handyman, he's a freaking, he's a contractor by trade yep. and wants to buy a house. Doesn't need as much room. hundred percent. So yeah. like he, he could probably squeeze 20, 30 out of it. Correct. Yeah. Could, you know, as long as he can get the work done in the next three to three to four weeks. Like I'm just the one up yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing when you can structure them for sure. Um, I particularly like, so there's like two ways, like when you do a seller finance, um, you can then actually hold it, right? You could hold it and stick a long-term tenant in it and not resell it. And obviously there's benefits to that because you keep control of the property, continue to own it, get equity every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or you could do the lease option route, which is, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to lease it to you as a tenant, but you have the option to purchase. Um, and then, you know, you don't have the maintenance aspect of it and all that good stuff. Um, what typically happens like in a lease option is people make the payments just like the gentleman we just had in here this morning. Yep. They make the payments with all the intentions of purchasing it at the end of the term. The balloon happens and they're unable to do it. So what typically happens in those is you actually keep ownership of that property and you end up sticking a new tenant in it or a new lease option person you know, does it all over again. So you can get multiple deposits yeah, yeah, and go on the payments. So it typically works out that way. Sometimes they'll buy it. And if they do, you obviously want to structure it so that if they are going to purchase it, that balloon is a good chunk of change yeah. over what you purchased it for, right? Because yep. yeah. if you structure it that way, then even if they do buy it, it's like, hey, I at least made 140% of what market value yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's not funny. So it's not like you have hundreds of grand exactly. or hundreds of thousands of dollars in a well and that in a property that's just getting on that's the beautiful part is you can like pretty much scale this up in infinity because all of the properties are basically spinning off enough of the deposits that people are putting in place and then to go buy cash flow to go correct to go buy the next one it's funny actually um i wanted to send you a picture driving in here is do license plate fur <laughs> i was like i want to know that for you yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so sick that's funny. right We'll talk about Burr in another episode, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we want to touch on arbitrage at all. I mean, that's not necessarily a creative finance or yeah. finance, but it's similar to it. It's sure. It's comparable. Yeah. You know, when you're basically subleasing a property, you know, you never, you never take ownership at that point, but it's a really profitable way. As long as, uh, you know, you are very familiar with your local legislation, you know, to, uh, be able to get in the, get in a property. Somebody has a, you know, we were looking at that one, the pet house in Lancaster. Yeah. I mean, Beautiful, beautiful yeah, spills. Yeah. Neither renovations, of course, it was dated. But if you were to put some work into that, 
I mean, dude, you're sitting there all on a money pit. But the yeah. problem was the legislation didn't allow for us to Airbnb it. Yeah. You can only make that kind of income through a short-term rental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, you're exactly, you're arbitraging, right? So you're you're just taking control again of a piece of property and then putting it on a different channel that makes more money. Yep. And so you're able to pay, you know, the rent there plus make cash, right? So, um yeah, there's so many different leverage strategies basically in real estate to own a property, take control of property, make money on it. Um, you know, obviously we spoke about wholesaling before. Wholesaling is again just taking control of a property basically without purchasing it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it really just comes down to finding the terms that work for everybody, right? Like everybody kind of has where they're at and what they're looking for, what their goals are. So in like an arbitrage situation, like you have somebody who's either on vacation or, you know, on a short-term work contract that is looking for short-term rental housing and they're okay paying a premium for that because they're there for either pleasure or for work, which is paying them on a premium. You know, yeah. typically if you're traveling with like a travel nurse or something, you're getting a premium payment. Yep. Um, the, the seller or the owner of the property doesn't care what he's making as long as it's covering his monthly yep. payment and he's pocketing some, you yes. know, he, he might have it listed for 3,100 a month. Okay, great. 3,100. I'll give you the 3,100 a month. No problem at all. Yep. And then if you're able to go and charge five grand a month yep. to the, the short-term tenant, I mean, you're, you're making that difference in the middle yep. again with, you know, cleaning fees, boarding costs, and other yeah. like that. Like there's still some, some fees in there, but, uh, you know, you're still profiting, you know, maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a month. Yeah. And everybody's needs are met. It's beneficial for, for everybody. Yeah. It's just like the guys that go to, uh, Walmart and buy the discount rack and then yep. put it on Amazon yep. and make a premium. You're just grabbing from one channel and putting it on another channel for more mm-hmm. and it's checking everybody's boxes. Yep. So yeah, that's, uh, kind of it. Anybody want to add anything else before we wrap up? I'm good. Cool. Thanks for watching, guys. Yeah, thanks for watching. If you got value, please subscribe. We're almost at the thousand mark. We're more than halfway. So I'd like to get there while you're watching this. Maybe you're watching this and we're already at 10 million. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, subscribe, like, and comment below. If there's anything you want us to cover, feel free to put it in the comments and we'll make a video on it.